0: Make no mistake, doubt has its consequences in our lives. For Zechariah, it cost him his speech for nine months. The angel struck him mute. He couldn't speak, which is a lesser matter when compared to the possibility of missing out an eternity altogether, missing out on knowing the love of God for us, as shown towards us in Jesus
1: Christ. In this week's sermon, Kelly preached on Luke 1, 5-25, where Zechariah receives news from the angel Gabriel about forthcoming miraculous events in his life. Zechariah doubts the possibility of this and consequences ensue. Today, we're going to discuss these verses and more. Stay tuned. From Glenelg Bible Church, I'm Matt Marone.
2: I'm John Vanderveld.
1: I'm Beth Moss. And I'm Kelly Brady. And this is episode number 181
3: of redemption, God, you are God, Hello, hello. 181.
1: Climbing.
0: So we had a harpist. We did. <laughs> a harpy. Yeah, harpist yeah, how was at, it? Uh, yesterday. At, it was cool. Uh-huh. So if, you, if you're in listening worship. and you attended online worship, you didn't get to see the harpist. We're having some special musicians in each week as a part of worship in the live. We couldn't pull it off, getting them into the building on Thursday as well for mm-hmm. video recording. But um, it was cool to have the harpist here. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, the
1: thinking was, you know, usually... When Advent hits, we do a lot of singing, mm-hmm. and we do more than just three songs. So I was like, well, what could we do that would be special Right. to kind of get around the fact that we're not singing as much as we typically do? And, Clever. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. I, I learned a lot about the harp. I didn't really know <laughs> you
0: anything about it. You in did.
1: Did you see the car she put wow. that thing in? To
3: oh, she had like a little around. car.
0: She lugged okay. it in on a dolly. Yeah. And she uh-huh. lives in the city, too. Like in, in the city. She's committed to her instrument. <laughs>
2: Yeah. That's one of those when your kid comes home and was like, I'm thinking about the harp. You're like, no, you're not. No. No. Have you (laughs) seen our house? But I really, I feel like, I feel called to play the harp. Piccolo? Piccolo's an option. Piccolo. Harp, no. How about just clapping? (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, you are committed. Do they have different, so this was a, like, I was thinking a lot about the harp because three services, three services, I did the welcome, so I'm sitting through. (laughs) Thing, I was like, man, that's has I mean, there's like a beam. I mean, there's some heavy wood involved. Yeah. Do they make like smaller versions? I don't know. I they was like a do liar? they make like <laughs> a liar collapsible a Harp and a liar. Are they two the same? Matt, you're the music guy. Come on. Um, the one that you see, like the holding with the angels floating that in the The angels. Air yeah, like like. Yeah. Just yeah. demonstrating here for all
3: of us to see.
2: Oh my gosh. <laughs> Is that an option? I just looked up harp pricing. Oh there. Oh I can not oh, even, even Where, where does it know? start? The I... harp costs more than the hatchback. Guaranteed.
3: <laughs> 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 you're right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she wrecks. The,
2: to heck with the car.
3: Amazing insurance
2: on that thing.
0: Uh, it's in somewhere from a thousand to ten thousand. Yeah, that sounds that's that's right. a
1: big range. It yeah, sounds right.
2: Wow. But somebody made the point. So I was making, I was talking, you know, rambling about the heart. Man, that thing's awesome. Look how big it is. I mean, she brought it in here and everything. Somebody's like, well, it's like a piano. If you think about mm-hmm. a piano, yeah, it's an upright piano. Yeah, okay. I'm like, oh yeah, that doesn't make it's not as spectacular as it was. <laughs> it really I guess it's brought you down a couple like, levels. Yeah, so it's like it's basically you know, a piano is basically a harp laid flat with how much is harp? Like, I, I mean, kind of, I guess. It, it was yeah, just interesting it's, to think about. Like um, if your kid says you want to play the piano, it's like, oh great, oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. totally.
1: Right. But, Eighty yeah. pounds. Eighty pounds is a harp yeah. Well, I mean, What's if you that? if you choose to play the piano, you you have options, yeah, of places to go and, uh-huh. and Start genres keyb- of music to keyboard. play in. If you are going to play harp, you yeah. are in a lane, you know. Mm-hmm. But you well, know, actually,
2: there is the heavy metal but, harp player. That's oh, that's right. Right. I watch those. <laughs> They went to Wheaton, right? Yeah. yeah. Harpist it, yeah. Dueling harpist.
1: But it's a fascinating instrument. Um, it's uh, basically the way she explained it to me was her uh, strings, because I'm watching her, th- you know, I'm playing guitar. We're doing these key changes in, in rehearsal, and I'm mm. looking like, how is, you know, so she, her strings are like only the white keys on a piano. Okay. No black keys. Okay. No flats or sharps. Only uh-huh. white. That that's what basically is are her strings and then she has a pedal system. Yeah, sorry like with pedals which oh. makes the string uh shorter or longer which will increase or decrease the ton, the the pitch. Oh, wow. And so at any if she's going to play a chord depending on wow. how many sharps or flats are in that chord, she has to know Run. which pedal and I'm once, thinking wow. that's
2: not the kind of harp David was playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You know. Yeah. Is that kind of harp still around? I mean, that's, I'm I serious. Know. Is there like a smaller <laughs> it's <really> version? <laughs>
1: uh, I mean a He really held, wants a smaller handheld harp. It would be he like wants a harmonica though. Like you it. you're only playing in one key. Yeah. You know, unless there's you there's have...
2: the harp's Yes. Where that you strum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. See, John beautiful. just wants to
3: be the angel during Kelly's. Joseph, thing.
2: Float <laughs>
1: down with a little. <laughs>
3: ring, he's got the, ring, the costume ring, ring, already. We he's could just looking for while the while He's
1: preaching. <laughs> yeah. And you could fly back and forth. Straight John's up, <laughs> David Lee Roth style.
0: John's preaching on Mary's finding hope. John, why don't you do Mary for us? Yeah, I was, <laughs> I thinking, was thinking about thinking
1: that. I <laughs> <laughs> I get I, I
0: know. Because I
3: know. Sherry said no. It was a hard no. <laughs> why don't she she you feel like Mary first? <laughs> and
1: then. No, sorry. Okay, You're no. So I'm not going to be political. What? <laughs> we're not going there. Okay. So the the harp was beautiful. And um Yeah. So what's next was, week? You, so next week we have Mariachi? a st- string trio. <laughs> we have a string. Is the
3: harp one of the strings? N- no.
1: A string trio. Two violins and a cello. There you go. Yep. And and then um piano and then guitar and two mm-hmm. vocals. So it'll be really, really cool. Do you
2: think the violin people will be offended if we called it a fiddle?
3: <laughs> Maybe.
2: Two fiddlers. <laughs> we have and a two. cellist. <laughs> and a cellist.
3: I think I maybe would like buy you a Starbucks if you the whole day. Nice only referred to it as a fiddle. Oh, that's
2: not a, you don't even have to buy me Starbucks. <laughs> it's all you have to do. You just every time you talk about
3: it with them, you call it a fiddle. So how long have you been fiddling? Yes. <laughs> totally. Yeah. How long have you been a fiddler?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were probably, should probably playing in CSO the night before, you know. Uh-huh. Some elegant thing. Oh, that's was, that was a great fiddle. That's, that's a great somewhere. fiddle. It's a fiddle cost
2: these days <laughs> like just trying to make small. Time.
1: <laughs> i do love the fiddle though i love when someone plays a oh, violin yeah. and makes it a fiddle yeah yeah makes it sound i had a friend
2: way. he had to play the violin he, like his parents made him learn violin and he didn't like it but then he got like in he was good he was really good and like later high school and like all that he could like actually he would play like the fiddle like he turned you know Mm -hmm. like he he was cool and all of a sudden he was like cool Cool. (laughs) it's
1: it's so funny the fiddle it's like you have this like high society classical violin this you know centuries old beautiful instrument and then someone in the back hill is like you know what i can do with
2: that (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah people go crazy too i know dancing and it's fun all right the advent
1: video right
2: Advent video that was, new was awesome. Us. The Hebeys did mm-hmm. fantastic, and we have four more coming up, different families yeah, yeah. Awesome. at different ages and stages in the church cool. over the next four more weeks. We'll have one on the Sundays, and then we're also going to have one for Christmas our Eve. Christmas mm-hmm. Eve, Christmas special services as well, yeah. which just went live. People are already signing up. Tell us about that, that, John. Okay, Kelly. <laughs> so we will have four Christmas Focused services. Christmas Eve. Eve. Christmas That's a lot. Eve. Yeah, you, you can't see the thing is about it. Like, I just say Christmas services, even though they're not on Christmas, because you don't ever say Christmas Eve Eve. Right.
3: Well, Matt does. I do. Often. I he do. always it, well, says it on Christmas to, Eve Eve. it's a thing. Yeah. We
2: have to here, because you guys get confused. So, but you don't want to say Christmas 23rd. Eve services, because then it thinks it's all on the 24th. So mm-hmm. anyway, 23rd, we have one, and then three on the 24th. And they will be... Uh, Register online. Register online. Singing. And our sermon is going to be a special... A dramatic rendering Mm -hmm. of Joseph's experience. By the bearded... By Joseph. By the bearded man. I was
0: uh, FaceTiming last night with some relatives, Sherry's brother, Mark. And he goes, you know... You could just buy the beard costume <laughs> thing,
2: right? Sherry's <laughs> sure, like, I've been telling him that. Yes. <laughs> i said, I'm getting into character, man. <laughs> yeah.
3: No, the first time you came on to the video with a beard, you know, it was like you had no beard, and then a full beard by the next video. And our kids like to interact with you as if you're there, and they know. (laughs) And they're Kelly, Kelly. hey, look at the beard! I like the beard, Kelly. (laughs) That's funny. And and my husband Dan was like, "It's a big surprise. There's a big surprise surprise coming." The beard.
2: (laughs) So that'll be. uh, We're going to record that service as well and put that up online. And, uh, so we'll actually do the recording on the night of the 23rd. So the right. first Christmas Eve service, which is on
0: Eve Eve, will be recorded and then posted. So oh, if, you, if you don't make it to the in-person service, you'll get to see our Christmas Eve stuff,
3: mm-hmm.
0: our, our service. And
3: yeah. what are the uh, limits on people for Same. those services? It's Same. In,
2: yeah. the, mm-hmm. in the worship
0: center, 100.
3: hmm any children's ministries?
2: There will be nursery, nursery for two of the services on the 24th. Okay. I'm not sure which ones. I think the first two. Otherwise, kiddos two are being brought, and we're, brought in. It.
0: And we're, it's entirely possible we will we'll add services. So if wow. these services fill up, we're not opposed to offering more services. We, we really
2: didn't know what to offer, mm-hmm. frankly. Mm-hmm. And we will have some candle light thing going on. So we close oh, yeah. our services <laughs> with right? the lighting of
0: candles, but getting close enough to pass a flame is
3: uh-huh. poo-poo
0: right now. You can't right. do that. So
2: we're, we're trying to figure it out. Maybe there's a way to do it within groups or well, if you have enough or
3: lighters yeah.
2: electronically or whatever, we'll, we'll have figure candles. something out. We'll have some yeah. candles yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Good.
1: Sing Silent Night. And then mm-hmm.
2: Silent oh, no, no. We'll <laughs> sing it then, night. Kelly. Yes. Okay. <laughs> like then we'll sing it. Oh. Every week through Advent, he's got oh, to sing it's, on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. He Dude, got my two throat, hymns in last week. My throat hurts so
0: bad today. COVID? No. From it's COVID. it's because it's of three <laughs> services and preaching, oh, yeah. and okay. I, I'm down front saying, I shouldn't sing. I shouldn't sing, uh-huh. but I sing every service. Yeah. So it's basically three hours of... Mm-hmm. High vocalization into yeah. a
3: mask.
1: You do sing all three <laughs>
3: services. Yeah.
1: You do
0: here? See,
3: hear you we even have these through microphones. the plexus
2: and we have these microphones
1: so we can hear in our ears, but they're right in front of where right. Carole, right. Kelly Carole stands. Is. Could I have a mic he that does. I held? You know, you know what? The, he's, he's got like, a
0: 7 he's year st- plan <laughs> seven that has been
2: <laughs> unfolding before our I eyes. To be on it's like how about how about we just, you know, instead of the mic up there, why don't we just take the Mike into my hand. Yeah. Next the first be year I was here, he was on the
1: first step. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the second year I was here, he was on the second
3: step. <laughs> And he was hiding behind the Christmas tree.
1: <laughs> like two years, I'm going to be playing and look to my right, and he's just going to be right be there. there.
2: Year seven is when you actually power the mic on.
1: <laughs> like those Babylon
2: B articles. That, that, you know, basically after
1: 10 years, bass player realizes uh, amp wasn't plugged in, yes. plugs it back in. No one still realizes there's a bass player. Like. <laughs> That's so funny. All right. Should we get into some questions? Yeah. We should. All right. All right. Here we go. First question, why was Elizabeth in seclusion for five months? Was that a cultural norm when ladies got pregnant in those days? So, Kelly, why don't you give us some context?
0: Yeah, you know, I did some digging around and it it does not appear to be a part of the culture. It's an agrarian culture. So, the notion that um, anybody pregnant goes in seclusion is probably fairly unrealistic. So it's it's not a cultural norm that she would do that. I did some digging around uh, as to what are some theories? The short of it is we don't know. We don't know why, but it's fascinating that Luke points
2: it out. For Yeah, he, he I po- feel like there must be something oh, yeah. there. Mm-hmm. There's something but there, but that no one's really been able to put their yeah. their finger on exactly what it might be. My my thought on it was it was always my, and I could be totally wrong, but the idea that because she hadn't conceived, she fell into and, and was older, that she fell into like a more of a higher risk oh, category yeah. uh-huh. wouldn't be needed in the agrarian culture that yeah. she was in. And so mm-hmm. it was like, hey, we, you know, we've had heartache after heartache after heartache trying to conceive mm-hmm. for how, how we don't know exactly how old they are. And now I'm pregnant. I'm not going to take High risk. Yeah. any chances. Mm-hmm. But that that feels kind of modern to me, doesn't it? It, it? it like, does,
1: but it also it, doesn't really jibe with like this is kind
2: of miraculous, right?
1: right. It, it nothing's going to happen. This baby, yeah, it, it, it still That's feels kind of what like doubting. Like they're right. doubting, right? But right, I, uh-huh. I,
2: It's been explained to me that way that like your baby
1: it, already has a name right. given by yeah. God through right. an angel.
2: The other I mean, idea, maybe she's um, just in a time of prayerful. Celebration, Mm -hmm. and it might have been a posture of devotion, right?
1: Um, I've seen that in a couple commentaries. I think, yeah. That was.
0: I was looking at uh, translation comparison here. Uh, The ESV has she hid herself. Mm. Uh, Lots are use the word seclusion. Hid herself. Uh, I wondered
2: if there's something in in the grammar. Have you Um, ever? There's a few cultures that do after the baby. Is born the mother and the child go to her her parents mm. for a like almost up to a year. Um, I've I've heard of it in a couple yeah. of I mean could of it, countries, could but it be not not embarrassment? before. Could embarrassment? It be embarrassment, yeah. That she's I mean, so so old I mean, think about
1: like yeah. um, think about like when a woman is in her forties. And okay, it's now, some of the looks that they get when they go out in yeah. public like mm.
0: okay oh so gosh. i'm I'm yeah. looking at the um the strong screen <laughs> here the greek it's uh, there is a um a definition that includes to keep oneself at home. it might not have been it hit as so much as mm-hmm.
2: um just not out in not public. out in public yeah. um uh, which that's that's somewhat common
3: and well kind of so. piggybacking off what you said John maybe it wasn't that modern like I'm high risk but if yeah. she's in her 80s or 90s she maybe her, there's something going on in her body that <laughs> pregnancy is hard yeah. maybe she's just not feeling up to
2: yeah, tooling know. Around you know, you would know. I would know. No one else <laughs> here knows. No, let, her let, Beth us Beth Beth. let us talk in in about why are we starting to your body? <laughs> let me <Beth> tell you <laughs> what's going. in The circle going. uh-huh, uh-huh Okay, uh-huh, guys, sure. Great. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. maybe it's just hard on your body anyway. And then you're 80 or 90 or whatever, and yeah. Yeah. you just stay home. Yeah, how old do you think
0: she was? Um, it, what was the actual phrase?
2: Beyond. <laughs> beyond. <laughs> Well along in years. Well along <laughs> in years. Yeah, I kind of always was in that, like, your like right, the now, eight, yeah. 70s, 80s. Yeah, I guess like that. that's how this I figured.
0: P- this week's passage, Mary's going to show up. We're actually uh, jumping around a little in the Advent narrative. Mm. And so I'll do Elizabeth finds hope this week, and it's it's when Mary shows up. So Luke notes that the what appears to be the first five months she was in seclusion, in her house, hidden, however you want to mm-hmm. translate that. Um but then Gabriel speaks to Mary, and when he does, he says, your cousin Elizabeth is going to have a child. She's already in her sixth month. Mm-hmm. Mary drops everything and goes to Elizabeth's house. So she's out of seclusion by then. Mm-hmm. There, are Some of the theories about why the seclusion is, uh, Elizabeth is waiting for the, the, what is it, the Annunciation to Mary, of the Messiah's coming birth, hmm. but that's all conjecture. Yeah. What's fascinating is Elizabeth is clearly a person of faith. She's the mm-hmm. one that speaks up and say, no, his name is John. Zachariah's still silent for whatever reason. Mary's a person of faith who answers, uh, be it as to me as you've said. And so these two people of faith, cousins, family members are having miraculous births and they find in each other so a certain amount of comfort, I would think, mm-hmm. for some strange birthing circumstances. Mm-hmm. So the short of it is we don't know. It's a great question.
2: Mm-hmm. Interesting.
1: All right, let's uh, go to the next question. Zechariah had consequences that came from his doubts about what Gabriel had to say to him. Is this still applicable today? Are we given consequences from God because of our doubts? I want to say yes.
0: Uh, Doubts have consequences, but those consequences would, and those consequences would be from God. However, I wouldn't say they're directly from God. I'd say they're indirectly from God by and large. In other words, this is how God has ordered things, that there's consequences to being uh, doubt-filled. In other words, doubt doesn't receive his blessings. Faith receives blessings. There's a passage well known in James, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it'll be given to you. So if you need wisdom, ask for it. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. It's this is it's kind of a, a spiritual law. Doubt creates in us chaos, havoc. Uh, we're like... Um, blown about, unstable, James goes on to say, the person that doubt shouldn't expect they'd receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. So it's a spiritual law that doubt brings instability in our lives. In, in uh, Zechariah's case, he has an angel uh, meeting out consequences. So it's a little bit different. But yes, doubt is, still has negative repercussions. We don't want to live in doubt. We want to live in faith.
2: Yeah, it seems like, um, I was thinking about this question, it seems like Zachariah's unique situation that he was in, in the Holy of Holies, being selected, like, you, you, you said it great on, on Sunday, you kind of like, um, like, dude, does this happen to you all the time? Why would you doubt like, now? Like, there's all these things that go up to that moment of questioning Gabriel, that are so supernatural from the selection, the timing, the answered prayer, like all these things seems really specific. And, and I would say categorically different than the type of doubt I have kind of on a Mm -hmm. daily basis. So, you know, if I'm, if I'm wrestling with something like, yeah, you know, I don't know, God, is that from you? You know, or, and, and, I don't, I feel like I don't need to have the fear of being struck mute. No. Mm-hmm. no. Now, maybe, maybe there are things I doubt that I should have a little bit more fear in, but this seems like uh, level of doubt in the certain circumstance and the uh, consequence seem to match Yes. in a way that, yes. that we can kind of understand, yeah. whereas the doubt that we carry and the wrestling that we do at times and, and, and other folks and things like that, um, Seems like it would. There should be a match there as well, where we're we're missing out on things mm-hmm. when we have doubt. We're peace. missing out on peace and joy yeah. and blessings, yeah. and mm-hmm. we, we're not walking around going, "Oh goodness." I, I hope I go mute. I hope I don't I, go mute. Yeah, yeah, or worse, or you yeah. know, like mm-hmm. um, we have to make this point that there's there's only one Jesus. There's only yeah. one
0: Zechariah. Right. Yeah, right. I'm not Zachariah. Gabriel right. hadn't appeared to me. Yeah,
2: like I want to say if an angel came to me when I was doing my my pastoral duties and said. Hey, this is gonna happen, and then I and I doubt it. In that moment, maybe I should be mute. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's not well, really ever say, happening to me. Hey, John, well, you, would... you and Carrie are gonna have another kid. <laughs> <laughs> you ready for that? You're like, oh, God, that's impossible. We gotta wait another thirty years or something before they get Nothing to that age. Nothing is impossible with God. Exactly.
3: <laughs> Well, I like that you use the word consequence um, rather than punishment because sometimes people mince those two words and oh, yeah. think a consequence is a punishment. So to your point, John, that maybe the consequences that we miss out on some of the peace rather than some big punishment yep. is that we miss out on the joy or the consequence of our faith would be Joy, because there can be positive consequences and negative consequences. So yeah. rather than calling it a punishment, maybe that we miss out. So I, I like that you guys, yeah. or the question asker, use that word yeah. rather than punishment.
1: Totally. We talked about it before with prayer. A lack of faith can be can be a reason for unanswered prayer, but not every time. That's mm-hmm. not yes, a, no, right. a prescription for mm-hmm. every single time, but it, it could be.
2: It's, it also seems like Gabriel, the type of doubt that Zechariah had was... It was def- already. De- it was uh, defined by Gabriel. It sa- he says, "You did not believe," and there's doubts where we waffle back and forth. All we're the time. we're trying to believe, mm-hmm. wrestling, we're yeah. questioning. And I think sometimes people in Christian circles can often say, "You know, all doubt is all bad all the time," and I don't think that's necessarily true. I, would I agree. think, yeah, I, th- I think do not believing when you know you should. Yeah. Is different mm-hmm. than going. What are you doing here, God? Or I'm struggling to understand this. And and uh, are we At, sure that's really from Him? You know that sort of asking questions doesn't mean you're a doubter.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? It, you could you could or just, a non-believer. You could flip that and say, <laughs> Well, I'm a seeker of truth. That's why I ask yes. so many questions. So it, yeah. when we doubt is when we doubt is to direct the revealed will of God. Like Christ, is He really the Son of God? Well, there's a if you're if you're you you're if you're questioning that, having known it, then, then you're wrestling with doubt. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah, it seemed like his doubt moved quickly to unbelief in what God yeah. was going to do. And that, that seems different to me. Yeah. Well, let's,
1: um, let's answer a question about uh, Gabriel and his authority. <clears throat> so the next question, do you think that Gabriel acted on his own authority when he struck Zechariah with muteness as a consequence for his doubt? Do angels have that type of authority and power?
3: I had the same question.
1: Yeah. It's interesting, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Uh, clearly angels do have that type of authority and power.
3: <laughs> or know, did God I, say, hey, if this happens, then you can? Or is he I think that, communicating with God in that moment? Yeah, that's a
2: great so, question. So I I preached on this passage last year. Uh-huh. Do you remember that? It was life changing for you, right? It was. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. I just listened to it I this morning it. Uh,
2: again.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I have it <got> memorized. <laughs>
2: you guys are funny. Um, but uh, in that last year, I was thinking uh, as I was prepping. There, there's this thought that um, there's more that con- more glory that God gets because of Zachariah's muteness. Mm-hmm in the end hmm. because the, the the miracle of Elizabeth or miracle maybe that's an overstatement the the shockingness that they both say the name John and and the people then it w- creates a tension it, it? they mm-hmm. pra- it says mm-hmm. they they are overwhelmed and they praise God for what he had done they were all awestruck by this miracle and the child certainly this child's going to be something amazing so had Zechariah had the ability to speak We don't know for sure, but that might not have been the outcome when the child was announced Mm -hmm. and the opportunity for him to sing and to praise and, you know, uh, prophesy over his child. And so, I don't know, could it be that God knew Zachariah's response. Yeah, He that's, right. knew, oh, sure. right. he knew he the man when that he, he was. That's when where my fears going to happen. when he's debriefing with Gabriel, uh-huh. he's like, "Hey, dude's going to doubt. Uh-huh. He's going <laughs> to he not does. be able to speak. All right? right. So whether the the angel comes up with it on his own or not doesn't really matter. But it could have been in a detail in the plan. Uh-huh. We certainly could think that that's true based on how Zechariah's story unfolds. Uh-huh. Right. Being selected by lot. Mm-hmm. Ha- you know out of 8000 people and how God orchestrated that whole thing and how he used Gabriel and what authority he had we don't necessarily know for sure but
0: i am totally fine with the notion that God knew that Zechariah would doubt and gave Gabriel a secondary instruction when he doubts mm-hmm. strike him mute yeah. i'm also completely fine with angels have a certain amount of autonomy yeah, totally they, they yeah. represent god humans have autonomy we are ambassadors of christ mm-hmm. So, yeah. mm-hmm.
1: I guess maybe one, one, one tidbit that might lend to like the angel's authority is how he responds when he's like, you know, like, dude, I stand in I'm the Gabriel. presence. <laughs> yeah. I'm Gabriel. Of, like, <laughs> you know, so it almost kind of makes you think he's like, you know what, then? Fine. <laughs> <Guess> what? <laughs> like, uh, you know,
0: like, <laughs> You're gonna give the smackdown. Uh, you know, there are only two angels of God that are named in the Bible. Gabriel and
1: Michael.
0: Mm -hmm. um, So, Gabriel is typically the messenger angel. He brings uh, God's messages to people like Daniel and Mary and Elizabeth and Joseph. Mm -hmm. Um, Michael is described as an archangel, archangel, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, one who does battle typically. In the book of Daniel, chapter 10, Michael shows up so that Gabriel... Uh, Gabriel is being detained by the king of Persia or the prince of Persia. It seems to be a a spiritual um, battle going on there, and Michael shows up and frees him so that he can deliver the message to Daniel, who's waiting on an answer to his prayer. It's just fascinating to me. Mm. All that interplay, my point here is, you've got heavenly battles, and it it sounds like sci-fi to us, but let's (laughs) try to move through the... And let's let's let our imaginations um, be baptized, as it were, and see if we can't can't see clearly that they're angelic beings that represent God and are fighting on our behalf to bring us answers to our prayers. To me, it just they have to have some autonomy. Mm -hmm. We're talking uh, about battles here. They've got to make real time decisions. And well,
1: and they can be judged. Yes. So they've they're They've responsible. got some, responsible, right, yeah. some responsibility,
0: which means they're volitional. If they can be judged, they're making right.
1: decisions on their own. Right, and they are categorically different than humans. So please stop saying people earn their wings. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I just wrote a paper on that. Or assuming that angels have them.
3: Right. <laughs> yeah. There you go.
2: <laughs> have you ever seen the? It was. It's. I think there's. There might be a permanent. Uh, painting at Wheaton, but on a regular rotation, there's an artist who draws um, sort of the intersection of the spiritual realm with uh, earth. And he draws, often it's you know pictures of angels in, in situations and things like that. And the way that he draws an angel is incredibly different than how historically- Popular you know, culture. Mm-hmm. A, a, these sort of- mm-hmm. Yep. Quasi half what, naked it look like on people that? floating around with little like, harps. It's like a. Is it like a warrior? Yeah, like yeah. a Navy mm. SEALs like <laughs> warrior, <laughs> like ripped. Butt like, kicker. Yeah, like yeah. you know, if I've I'm fighting those. God's battles and protecting and uh-huh. yeah, right. and uh, and and the voice of God and in His presence, this isn't these floaty little. You cherubs. Know, cherubs mm-hmm. is not what we're talking about. We're talking about some some serious firepower, you know. It's just cool to, yeah. we don't know. Yeah. I mean, we don't, you know, Zechariah knows what they look like, but the, we don't. Mm-hmm. We've talked on, you know, necessarily. Necessarily. on the podcast before about angelology. You know, what what
0: is your biblical, what is what should yeah. be our biblical view of angels? I always think it's fascinating to note Hebrews 13, 2, uh, the encouragement to be hospitable. Because by doing so, you could actually entertain angels. In other words, angels are roaming the earth, uh, doing God's bidding, caring for God's people. And um,
1: they could happen by.
3: It's
1: a different world. Yeah. It's a fascinating thing to think about. It
3: is so fascinating. Well,
1: let's move to the next question. And this is kind of more centered on prayer. Uh, I often pray asking God to resolve slash improve situations like health relationships etc but have tension in those requests knowing that God may not answer them the way I want so how does one hold on to to hope in such prayers
0: yeah so how do we hold on to hope when it appears God's slow to give us an answer or the answer in what we want and I, the short of it is that we our hope is anchored in in the character of God and the purposes of God, not our personal experiences, and so the you know twenty-five cent theological word is our hope is eschatologically moored. It's it has to do with the end of all time, ultimately, which isn't to say um, that we we can't have a confidence that God is caring for us. But Jesus was very blunt. In this world, you will have trouble, you know, which included surgeries and persecutions and relational stresses. And so I can pray for healing or the healing of a loved one or the restoration of a relationship. And if God doesn't act as I think he should, I can still remain hopeful that he's at work in the world for His glory and my good, does that make sense? His mm-hmm. hope has to
1: do, and I loved what Pam did Sunday. I did too. I we forgot to mention that mm-hmm. in that yeah. service, uh, the service. Communion. Yeah, she had some really great words. Mm-hmm.
0: It was it was fun to hear her. I got to hear her four times, and her distinguishing between for me optimism, the di- difference between optimism and hope.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm an
0: optimistic person by nature. I I don't suffer. F- from a fear of failure, I'm like, yeah, let's give it a shot. It'll be mm-hmm. okay. But even optimists can become pessimistic. We can get discouraged. Um, we need not lose our hope. Our hope is greater than this world, and it's rooted in the person work of Christ, the person and purposes of God. I love that.
2: Mm-hmm. It seems like, I don't know if this is a great way to explain it, but we'll give it a shot. We're not afraid. Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's a there's a specific instance hope and optimism and then there's a sort of an overarching kind of theme of your life that would carry you through. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, you know, you that that overarching like I am ultimately hopeful in my life for who God is and what he's done in my, you know, like mm-hmm. I have this hope that I can't really explain that doesn't really come from me. It comes from, from who I am in Christ. There are day to day situations <laughs> that will cause me to be really pessimistic and or or, or um, uh, distressed, yeah, or yeah, yeah, or not hopeful. Yeah. But it doesn't kind of it doesn't sacrifice this sort of overarching, other than myself and my situations, hopefulness. Does, is that yeah. helpful? Mm-hmm.
0: I, it is helpful because I think Christians can
2: pretend. Totally. Because what yeah. I was going to say is if I go to somebody mm-hmm. and I start to say I'm struggling and I'm wrestling and they give the answer, well, it'll Find all be hope. taken care of. It'll yeah, okay. you, have, you have a hope. I'm like, no, I know that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I'm hurting. What I'm talking about is like right now, <laughs> like in this mm-hmm. situation, I'm struggling. Would you, would you offer counsel or help or prayer Cause I need it in this moment. I know that you know all things will be reconciled in the end. I know mm-hmm. that I'm saved. I know that I have this this blessed assurance and this hopefulness and the peace that passes all understanding that comes yeah. from God. And but I'm struggling in this moment, and and I'm not abandoning that hope. Right. But I mm-hmm. need ho- I need daily hope. I
0: appreciate that, John. It's a voice of realism because both are true. We both yeah. are true. Yeah. this world difficult mm-hmm.
1: yeah. i think the line though that you cross where you get into dangerous territory and not dangerous in a sense like god can't handle it or whatever but it's where you go i can't i don't possibly see how this will be worked for good for me mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. right like basic in a basically boiling it down my will over god's will right like mm-hmm. there's no way this is going to work out for good mm-hmm. i'm miserable. You've missed it. You've let me down, God. Yes. Yeah. You're not big enough to handle this. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the line that you cross where you're in. It's
2: spiritually dangerous. Yeah. Clearly, God, we're not on the same page. So let me try to get you on my page (laughs) here. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Catch you. That's a good point, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Okay. Let's go
1: to the final question. How do we differentiate between hope and being sure versus, between hope and being sure versus the presumptive name, it, claim it, slash prosperity, Gospel,
2: name it, claim it. So, what's the difference between kind of? We kind of uh, these these questions yeah. are kind of slightly mm-hmm. connected, sure, but... right?
1: Versus the presumptive. So, we're hopeful gospel. and we're
2: sure, uh, but I... are we also? Are, right. Can we did, just give the... a quick
1: definition of the, what they mean by the prosperity gospel?
0: Mm-hmm. The, the prosperity gospel is the notion that God sent Christ so that I would prosper here and now, in that if I have enough faith, I can secure my mm-hmm. prosperity, the, my health, my wealth. And then the name it and claim it piece is that faith is the means by which we uh, get the acquire, things we want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> acquire the prosperity God has for us. So we name in faith a giant truck. That's what God wants for me to have. Or a big house or a vacation or a promotion or lots of kids. Name it, claim it. You, we lay hold of it. We claim it. And,
1: and if you don't get it. You didn't have enough faith.
0: There, it's right. your
2: fault, right? It's or it's or not you haven't claimed it in faith because God you've named it, but named you haven't it, taken yeah. hold of it by faith. <laughs> yeah. Because God, but you can hear the clearly. Wants, right? mm-hmm.
1: God wants that for you. He wants the best for you, and that would be the best. So, right. right. And there are churches. Oh my God! Who oh, preach lots. This, yes. The fastest mm-hmm. growing this.
0: churches in the world are right. Christian Are probably these naming claimants. Mm-hmm. Right. and it's it's a false gospel in many respects. It's not mm-hmm. the true gospel, and here's why. We can distinguish, the question is, how do we differentiate? We can distinguish between a a confidence that God is good and a hope and a name it and claim it prosperity gospel by the place that suffering has. So we close the last question saying, John called us to a realism that this life hurts. There's no reason to fake. We don't have to smile, Uh, fake it till you make it as Christians. We we can cry with those who are truly crying and say, this life is hard. We, so in the prosperity gospel world, it is an onward and upward. There's no room for suffering. And if you're suffering, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. You have failed. But biblical theology says that, no, there's hope
1: and this world is hard. You see, am I Mm -hmm. well I mean I I understand where they get the prosperity gospel from because when you examine the lives of Jesus's immediate (laughs) disciples, they all were just living (laughs) in it fat lives, long lives, (laughs) (laughs) non-painful deaths, sarcasm. Uh,
0: Yeah. (laughs) yeah.
1: Very sarcastic. Hard to see uh, biblical figures who follow Jesus living a life that Mm -hmm. the prosperity gospel preachers preach. You you don't see that.
0: If you don't have a theology of suffering, then you don't have a fully biblical theology. If there's no room for suffering, a place for sacrifice, service, selflessness, the cross. Mm -hmm. He says, pick up your cross. Prosperity gospel, uh, the reason it's a false gospel is it actually doesn't make room for the cross.
3: That's kind of what I was thinking. Maybe I'm simplifying it too much, but when I look at this question... I, I think of hope as being very deeply rooted. It comes from the Holy Spirit, where the prosperity gospel, there's a notion that I can work hard enough to get it, but hope goes deeper than that, yeah, and right? Something God's done for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, that's yeah. good
1: it's, That's spot on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with the prosperity gospel, some some preachers and some churches will be talking about it exactly the way that we're talking about it. Other churches uh, aren't as overt. It's subtle. And it's a little more subtle. I, mm-hmm. I had a friend who... You know, I was dialoguing with him for a couple years about the church he was in and um, and he was re- you know, we had a good rapport and he was receiving what I was saying and and vice versa and we you know had a good friendship. and I listened to maybe three or four of his church's sermons. And it was amazing how identical they each were, mm. even though they were supposed to be about different verses in the Bible. But basically the conclusions were all the same and they did not talk about it the same way that we're talking about it right now mm-hmm. as overtly. It was a little uh, more subtle, mm-hmm. but it it was there was a lack of, of suffering. There was a lack of any of that in all three or four um, uh, sermons. And they all ended with, you know, me... Prospering in some in some way mm-hmm. that that was outside of just like peace, joy, contentment in the and Lord, what God's stuff done for like us. that. And yeah. the
0: reason prosperity preaching is so popular is our flesh, so our ego is another way to say it. Our ego loves the notion that we can actually lay hold of something, that we can name something and take it to mm-hmm. claim it. Now, you you have to ask yourself exactly who are we. claiming something from? Well, it would be God. As if God's saying, you know, jump a little higher and I'll give this to you. Pray a little harder, um, speak a little more scripture. Our ego loves that, the notion that we can acquire what we want, achieve, overcome, and uh, you know, given enough time, you know, the death rate among humanity is 100%. We realize that, oh, our bodies are breaking down. We're waiting on God to save us we are not
1: able to save ourselves. That's good. All right. Well, that's uh, all the questions we have for you today. But if you have any further questions, comments, or concerns, don't hesitate. Text The Next Level Podcast, 630-474-6164.
2: Our podcast is dedicated to answering listener questions on two levels, answering specific questions about last Sunday's sermon, but also general questions regarding broader topics within the Christian faith.
3: We love God and believe that scripture is a primary means for our getting to know him and our hope is that this podcast extends the, oppi- the learning <laughs> opportunity the learning opportunity. opportunity to all for all who want to know God better strengthening not only your faith my faith and our faith together.
0: Thank you for joining us and thank you listeners for tuning in to the next level.
3: You are here. You are holy. We standing in your glory you are here you
1: are boom prophecy